BBC World Service, hello, welcome to Business Matters. Today, 127 tech companies join the legal fight against President Trump's attempted travel ban. It is a, an issue of conscience for the people in tech to get up and say we are going to fight because the danger with an administration or a president like Donald Trump is that he gives permission to lie, to be offensive. Also, with François Fillon insisting he'll stay in France's presidential race, we'll assess the impact that political uncertainty is having on the markets and on French businesses. Tighter foreign exchange rules in China kill off $75 billion worth of overseas deals. And from India, the fight to save Kolkata's colonial heritage. All after the news. The United States Justice Department has formally lodged an appeal against the suspension of Donald Trump's ban on citizens from seven mainly Muslim countries entering the U.S. It argues that a federal court was wrong to stop them being enforced. A court in San Francisco will begin hearing the case later. Richard Lister is following developments. It's almost almost guaranteed to happen that the losing side will say, no, I'm not satisfied with that. This is an important question of constitutionality and it has to be seen by the Supreme Court. But at the moment, the Supreme Court uh, has only eight justices. It should usually have nine. The ninth is already uh, about to embark on a process of confirmation. That will take some time. And it's, it's probable that the White House won't want to see this get to the Supreme Court until they're more sure of a victory. The Speaker of the Lower House of Parliament in Britain says he's strongly opposed to allowing President Trump to address MPs and peers in Westminster during a state visit planned for later this year. John Burko said opposition to racism and sexism and support for an independent judiciary were hugely important to the House of Commons. Correspondents say the Speaker's intervention is a diplomatic snub, which will complicate efforts by the Prime Minister, Theresa May, to develop close ties with Mr Trump. Hello, welcome you with the BBC. This is Fergus Nicol and Business Matters. In a moment, our main headline, more than 100 big brand American companies join the legal battle against President Trump's travel ban. They say it's a breach of immigration law and the US Constitution, and it's bad for business. Also this half hour, political uncertainty in France leads to market jitters, but some are optimistic that the pain will be over soon. Within three or four months, there will not be political risk in France. You will have a president that is pro-business and that will change the laws according to what will be a better environment for business. Let's welcome our guest this hour from Silicon Valley, host of FreshDialogues.com. Alison van Diggelen is back with us from the West Coast. Uh, good afternoon, Alison. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Fergus. Great to be with you. And we'll be back with Alison in just a couple of moments because we're going to start in the US. And uh, yet again, Donald Trump is shaping the agenda. He's always said he's pro-business. That was uh, the main argument for his presidency in the first place. But a lot of businesses, it seems, are not pro-Trump. They're arguing that his attempt to restrict immigration inflicts significant harm on American business. 127 mainly tech companies have now joined what's called an amicus brief in the context of President Trump's still so far legally blocked ban. From the Latin for friend of the court, an amicus curiae brief is filed by non-litigants who have a strong interest in the outcome of a case 
In this case, they're supporting the state of Washington against the president, and they can sometimes play an important part in influencing the outcome of a case. So, who's signed up? Among the 127, Apple, Google, Uber, Microsoft, Facebook, Twitter, and, belatedly, Tesla. And I'll hand to Alison in a moment, but first let's hear from Emily Dreyfus at the tech news website Wired in Boston. By some estimates, half of all unicorn startups in America were founded by an immigrant, startups that are valued at a billion dollars. And these big companies, Apple, Google, Facebook, they depend on H-1B visa holders. 85,000 H-1B visas go to the tech community every year in America. This is affecting their bottom line. Yes, there is some risk, but I think that these technology companies are calculating that together they are stronger, which is why they've signed on to this amicus brief rather than separate ones, which they've done in the past. I think what we're seeing here is a clash of ideology and business acumen. In this instance, Trump saying he's pro-business is actually just talk. Is that a fair summary then, Alison, the way it's seen on the West Coast? Trump is saying that he's pro-business, but um, it looks like his immigration ban has not been thought through as to the impact it's going to have on business, and it's been severely criticised. I've actually been watching closely Silicon Valley's reaction to the Trump presidency since Inauguration Day. When Trump signed that immigration order, some Silicon Valley leaders were compelled to break their silence and take action. And it's an issue that's actually split the US in two. A CNN poll shows that 53% of people here oppose the ban. But today, Trump has been tweeting and saying that these negative poll numbers about the travel ban are fake news. He accused the New York Times of making up stories and sources. So my reported explores why Trump is getting under Silicon Valley's skin via this travel ban and the role of lies and fake news in that. So the day after he was inaugurated, Silicon Valley Valley actually took to the streets in record numbers. Tens of thousands of marchers carried placards saying, stop the hate, words matter and never again. I asked Patrick Adams, a local science teacher, what's your message for Trump? Get out of the way. <laughs> this is a tsunami. This is, this is people who care deeply about what this country really stands for, which is inclusion and love and hope. It's unstoppable. In the first week of Trump's presidency, it appeared like business as usual here in Silicon Valley. On day seven, Trump's immigration order lit the fire under Silicon Valley. By day 10, protests had broken out at several tech campuses, and business leaders came out of their bunkers to voice concerns about the order's morality, not just its economic impact. It was personal. Almost 60% of Silicon Valley engineers are foreign-born. I spoke with Meg Whitman, CEO of Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, a company born here in 1939. Our view is that this was a mistake. We are a nation of immigrants, and a broad-brush sweep of seven countries, of Muslims in those seven countries, is not what America is. So I hope that the president rethinks. If you think about the you know, innovation that's been done in the Valley over the last 75 years, much of it is from people who came here from someplace else. And that's an economic engine of the country and an economic engine of the world. Alphabet's chairman, Eric Schmidt, even described the Trump administration actions as evil. But many responses were muted. Why the silence? Is it the prospect of Donald Trump unleashing his displeasure via Twitter? 
Kevin Sarace, CEO at AppVance, a software company, sums it up. No one wants the current leader of the free world to unleash something against them. And frankly, as a CEO of a corporation, it is your duty to your shareholders to not have the U.S. government hate you. The last thing you want is the president saying, I've had it with your company, I'm going to slap tariffs on you. Sarace emphasizes that the Dow hit the symbolic 20,000-point milestone last month. Donald Trump even hosted a cordial tech summit with many of the Valley's leaders. Three juicy carrots are now dangling their way. The prospect of infrastructure investment, a corporate tax cut and a huge tax break for the repatriation of $2.5 trillion in corporate profits lying offshore. If that all comes back in the U.S., it will be the biggest boom to the United States economy, possibly ever. Nevertheless, venture capitalist Jean-Louis Gasset addresses disquiet in Silicon Valley. The stock market is up, 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 up right now, which we know could turn around uh, on a dime. In general, it's not good for business to have too many uh, uncertainties on immigration, on trade wars, on interest rates, on spending. Gasset was Steve Jobs' right-hand man when Apple first expanded into Europe. I asked him to describe the Valley's reaction to Trump. I think they are waking up to the fact that just like you need clean air and clean water, you need clean information for society to be healthy. It is an issue of conscience for the people in tech to get up and say, we are going to fight fake news, especially the ones that stem from the top. Because the danger with an administration or a president like Donald Trump is that he gives permission to lie, to be offensive, 